This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about going back to school and how that means you need to keep your dog and your cat safe. We'll be right back after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about recent information that just came out of the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. And this is in an article where they released their top 10 lunchbox toxins. These are great hints on how you want to keep your dog and cat safe as you're getting ready to go to school for your children. Of course, this is a little depressing because it means that summer is over, but there's a couple of key things that are packed in backpacks or lunch boxes that can actually be really dangerous to your dog and your cat. Most of the time, it's gonna be a dog getting into this because of their nature, they're more curious, their schnoz is going into the backpack, they sniff out some of these poisons. And I always tell people there are three simple tools or tips that you can use to help protect your dog and cat from poisoning. The first one is please hang up your backpack, your briefcase, or your purse. We'll talk more about some of the toxins or the poisons that are in the backpack, purse, or briefcase. The second thing is if you use a weekly pill holder, the Monday through Sunday plastic containers that have seven little boxes where you can put all your medications. Well, when you put pills in it, it sounds just like a rattle toy for your dog. Your dog is going to chew into it and can be exposed to a lot of different human medications. This is a big problem, especially in pet parents that might be older because they may be on a blood pressure medication a water pill, a baby aspirin, a fish oil, and a lot of these weekly pill holders contain really dangerous medications to dogs or cats. So my second tip is keep those weekly pill holders out of reach. The third easy tip is making sure to pet proof your house. How do we do that? One easy way, making sure to crate train your dog. If you crate train your dog as a puppy and they're used to being in a crate while you're gone during the day, they're going to view this as a den, just like a wolf's den. And that way, they can't get into anything dangerous in your house. Another easy way of pet proofing is to make sure you keep your human medications away from your pet medications. What do I mean by this? Almost every day in the ER, I see a human who's actually 
taken their dog's medication and they gave their dog their human medication. When in doubt, put your own human medication in the bathroom and your pet's medication in the kitchen in an elevated drawer where they can't get into it. Always take the five seconds to make sure you're reading the prescription vial appropriately so you're giving the right pill to the right patient. And when in doubt, put a sticker on it. Put a dog sticker or a cat sticker onto the actual vial so you don't get confused when you're really, really busy. The third way of pet proofing your house. This is the biggest one I see in the ER is when people are about to go out of town. They put all their medications and vitamins directly into a plastic zipper or Ziploc bag and throw it on their suitcase so they remember to pack it. Well, those vitamins or pills have a weird odor or smell, and now you just put it in a really chewable plastic bag. And nothing is more stressful than having to spend the night in the emergency room before you leave for a big trip. So those are my easy tips on how to pet-proof your house. When it comes to -to back-to-school safety tips for pets, The top toxins that are actually in a backpack or a lunchbox include gum that can contain xylitol, grapes and raisins, macadamia nuts, onions, potentially moldy food, cold packs used to keep food cool, ADD or ADHD medications, asthma inhalers, over-the-counter medications such as Tylenol or Advil, or even illicit drugs or synthetic marijuana. Yes, those can be in backpacks too. So, How are we going to keep our pets safe? Again, please elevate that backpack or that lunchbox as soon as your child gets home from school. Make sure they know where to hang it up or to put it in their bedroom in a closet. Now, let's talk about each of these poisons. I've talked about the dangers of xylitol before, but I want everyone to be aware of it. A lot of people don't bake with xylitol, but it does come as a 100% powder. I once had a dog that was poisoned and went into liver failure from getting into six muffins made with 100% xylitol. So you do have to be very careful. Now, xylitol is what we call a sugar alcohol. It's a sugar-free substance that's actually found naturally. A lot of people will use these sugar-free products that contain xylitol because it helps reduce the amount of calories or cavities that we get. Most of the time when I see xylitol poisoning, it's because a dog or rarely a cat gets into candy, gum, mint, diabetic snacks or food, baked goods, certain types of toothpaste, certain types of veterinary dental products, nasal sprays, over-the-counter medications, or chewable multivitamins or prenatal vitamins. Xylitol is in so many products nowadays. It's even a non-chewable melatonin. So you always want to make sure if your dog or cat got into anything, it doesn't have XY short for xylitol, in the active ingredient. So take the time to look at the product and make sure there's no XY or xylitol in that product. When I see xylitol poisoning, unfortunately, it can cause hypoglycemia, which means it's a life-threateningly low blood sugar. So what signs is your dog going to show? They may walk drunk. They may collapse. They may seem really weak and not be able to get up. They may vomit or have a racing heart rate. They may be panting. In severe cases, they can be trembling, tremoring, or even seizuring. Now, xylitol is poisonous at certain doses. In greater than 0.1 grams per kilogram weight of your dog, it can actually result in that low blood sugar. At doses above 0.5 grams per kilogram, it can result in liver failure. Now, xylitol is only poisonous to dogs. It's not poisonous to cats. It's not poisonous to humans. But again, you you always want to keep these sugar-free mints, gums, and products out of the backpack 
out of the briefcase or out of the purse so your dog doesn't get into it. Certain brands of gum have very small amounts of xylitol, while other brands of gum or mints have huge amounts of xylitol. What I've noticed as an emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist is that when you buy gum or mints that come in a hard plastic container, they usually have a ton of xylitol in there. If they're in a cardboard chewable pack of gum, those usually have less xylitol, but it still can be poisonous depending on how many pieces of gum your dog got into. My safest recommendation is stop buying sugar-free gum with xylitol if you have a dog. It's way too dangerous if your pet gets into it. When in doubt, you don't want to induce vomiting if your dog just got into gum because I do worry your dog could have a life-threatening low blood sugar within 30 minutes or even an hour of getting into this. You always want to get to your veterinarian, your ER vet right away, or call the ASPCA Animal Poison Control for life-saving advice. The second poison that I oftentimes see in briefcases, backpacks, or lunchboxes are grapes and raisins. Now, we don't actually know if grapes and raisins are poisonous to cats. This is more of a dog thing. But when dogs eat grapes or raisins, they eat a huge amount. I once had a dog go into kidney failure from getting into 11 ounces of raisins. I've seen so many dogs get into backpacks where they eat a little snack-sized container of raisins. Sometimes this happens more during Halloween when those terrible neighbors give away little boxes of raisins instead of candy. Grapes and raisins can cause kidney failure. And while we don't know the exact reason of how it causes it, about 50% of dogs that get into it will develop kidney injury. Now, we measure kidney values on a blood test, and we're looking at BUN and creatinine. Those are two simple tests that look at kidney function in dogs and cats. If your dog got into a grape or raisin, now one grape, one raisin, not going to be a big deal. But if it's more than a handful, I do become concerned, especially if your dog is small. While there's no toxic dose of grapes and raisins, we call it idiosyncratic poisoning. That's a fancy way of saying we don't know if there's a toxic dose. There are some dogs that get into one grape every day for the rest of their life and never have an issue. And there's the healthy Labrador who may eat one pound of raisins and potentially die from kidney failure. Grapes and raisins do stay in the stomach for a long time. So if your dog got into grapes or raisins, you do want to get to a vet right away or your ER vet because oftentimes will induce vomiting even hours out to help prevent that kidney damage that can happen to your dog. Most of the time, if a dog gets into it, I hospitalize them for at least 24 to 48 hours while I flush out their kidneys with IV fluids to make sure they don't have underlying kidney injury. Thankfully, the prognosis is pretty good as long as they don't develop any kidney injury. The next poison we can see a lot in backpacks or lunchboxes are macadamia nuts. And this sounds strange, but macadamia nuts are the only nut out there that are truly poisonous. If a dog gets into peanuts or almonds or cashews, I don't worry quite as much. It's macadamia nuts. Now, macadamia nuts contain about 80% fat, a little bit of sugar, and these are really, really tasty, and they're usually chocolate-covered. Most people, when they go on vacation to Hawaii, will bring back some chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. Well, if you do this, make sure not to put it in your kid's backpack. Macadamia nuts cause a neuromuscular reaction where temporarily your dog can't walk for about 24 to 48 hours. It can also really inflame the pancreas, resulting in pancreatitis, and that can cause signs of vomiting or diarrhea or not wanting to eat. The safest thing to do is keep macadamia nuts, especially if they're chocolate covered, out of reach. 
The next couple of toxins, these are less common, but if you put a bunch of onion snacks into a backpack, that can potentially be an issue. Now, one or two onions in a sandwich that you make for your kid, not going to be a big deal at all, but we don't want to make it a habit of feeding your dog onions. Moldy food, you should never obviously have this in your backpack or your lunchbox, but If you happen to leave a sandwich in your backpack, you forgot about it all weekend and your dog got into it, really rarely moldy food can cause tremors or seizures in dogs. So always make sure to empty your backpack when you get home for the day or keep it out of reach of your dog. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit myalphacbd.com dogs now. That's my alpha cbd.com forward slash dogs because your furry friends are family let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio pet life radio dot com Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about how to keep your dog and cat safe as you get ready to bring your kid back to school. Yep, that means that summer's almost over because we're talking about school. Now we've been talking about dangers that can be found in backpacks, purses, or lunch boxes. And if your child happens to have sugar-free gum, grapes or raisins, macadamia nuts, onions or moldy food in their lunchbox or their backpack. These can be poisonous to your dog and rarely to your cat. The next few toxins we're going to talk about are human medications and also cold packs. Now, some parents will put a cold pack into the lunchbox to help keep the food cold. And these are usually frozen, but as they thaw, you may notice it's a blue gel or clear gel. Sometimes dogs will chew into that and that gel can leak out. Most of the time, it's a chemical called propylene glycol, and it's probably not going to be a big deal. But unfortunately, some of these cold packs that are made in other countries like China can actually add chemicals like antifreeze or ethylene glycol in these cold packs. And that can be really, really dangerous if your dog gets into it or your cat. It only takes a tiny amount of antifreeze to result in poisoning. Thankfully, most of these cold packs contain propylene glycol, and they'll usually say non-toxic. If that's the case, it's unlikely to be an issue, but if you're not sure, when in doubt, call ASPCA for life-saving advice. Now, the last four human medications that I wanted to talk about are often found in backpacks or lunchboxes. These are medications. If your child happens to have ADD or ADHD and they have their whole prescription bottle in their backpack and your dog gets into it, or even your cat, this can result in amphetamine toxicity. Even cats will chew into these medications, so you want to be careful. Now, amphetamines, drugs like Ritalin or what the true drug name is methylphenidate, can be poisonous. They result in a life-threatening agitation. 
hypertension, elevated heart rate, panting, even rare tremors or seizures. So you always want to keep this medication out of reach. It can be really severe and make your pet really jittery where they need to be hospitalized for sedation and IV fluids and body temperature monitoring because some patients can get really hyperthermic with ADD toxicity. The next deadly medication are asthma inhalers. If your child or you are asthmatic, please make sure to keep your asthma inhalers out of reach. Don't store them in your purse or your backpack. The main reason why is if your dog just happens to puncture and bite into an albuterol inhaler, it can release all 200 meter doses or however many doses are left in your inhaler directly into your dog's mouth. And it's absorbed so quickly, it causes signs of poisoning within minutes. Now, I'll fill you in on a little secret. The majority of poisons out there rarely are fatal. Most of the time with aggressive therapy at your vet or your emergency vet can result in life-saving treatment and survival. But there are a few poisons out there that can be deadly and they can take effect really quickly. And one of them is the albuterol inhaler. Now, if it's a steroid inhaler, like a drug called fluticasone, honestly, that's not going to be a big deal. It's only drugs that end with an OL, so albuterol. These are what we call beta agonist drugs. And while they dilate the lungs, they also stimulate the heart and make your dog have a life-threatening arrhythmia. This is when your dog's heart rate, which is normally 80 to 100 beats per minute, doubles and becomes 200 beats per minute. This happens within minutes. And if you can feel your dog's heart rate on the outside of their chest cavity, you'll notice that it's a racing heart rate. Albuterol inhaler poisoning also causes the salt balance to be really abnormal. It drops the potassium level to a life-threateningly low level. So this can also contribute to some of the clinical signs that we see when your dog chews into an albuterol inhaler. You're going to see signs of that racing heart rate, vomiting, collapse, weakness, not being able to stand, acting really, really agitated. If you notice any of these signs or you notice an asthma inhaler chewed, please get to your ER vet, even if it's in the middle of the night, because this one can be life-threatening. Again, it can cause that fatal heart rate or that fatal abnormal rhythm of a heart rate. So make sure to seek veterinary attention immediately. The last two medications I wanted to talk about are also commonly found in backpacks. In fact, I have a small travel size container of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories in my purse as we speak. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, or what we call NSAIDs, are generally very safe for humans. There's veterinary prescription ones out there, such as carprofen or different other types. You should never, ever, ever give any kind of over-the-counter medication to your dog or your cat without talking to your vet your ER vet, or the ASPCA. And that's because dogs and cats are really sensitive to NSAIDs. They can result in gastric ulcers or severe vomiting. It can also cause acute kidney failure or what we call acute kidney injury with really high doses. Drugs like Tylenol, which is acetaminophen, or what they call paracetamol in other countries, can be really poisonous. Now, one Tylenol, which is typically a 325 milligram tablet, can kill a cat. You always want to make sure to keep these over-the-counter medications out of reach because they can be really dangerous. With Tylenol, it can cause a swollen face or puffy paws, and it can actually cause liver failure in dogs and difficulty breathing in cats. It causes this weird chemical change to the red blood cells in cats called methemoglobinemia, and that can be life-threatening. So the easiest way to prevent that is never give a medication to your dog or cat without talking to a vet. 
or hanging up that backpack to make sure your dog or cat doesn't get into it. The last thing, illicit drugs or synthetic marijuana. Now, none of us want to assume that our children are obviously taking these products, but once in a while, they can be found in a backpack. And we always want to make sure to keep any kind of product out of reach of your dog or your cat. Unfortunately, with the decriminalization of medicinal marijuana, I actually see a marijuana poisoning at least once a week in the ER. Now, when it comes to marijuana, please keep in mind, we're not going to get you in trouble. We're not going to report you to the DEA. We're trying to figure out what's going on with your dog or your cat because we want to make sure we can get treatment started right away. So don't worry about getting in trouble with us. We only care about treating your dog or your cat. If I do see any kind of poisoning from marijuana or pot, it usually causes two syndromes. Your dog or your cat will either get really, really sedate or the opposite. They'll get really jittery. They'll have a racing heart rate. They could tremor or seizure or be extremely agitated. In severe cases of sedation, it can actually cause coma where your dog's respiratory rate is too low or the heart rate is life-threateningly low. Most of the time, there's no antidote for these poisons. And so treatment is really pumping the stomach or what we call gastric lavage to get the rest of the illicit drugs out of the stomach, giving anti-vomiting medications so your dog doesn't get aspiration pneumonia from being so comatose, and really symptomatic supportive care. The more recent problem that we see is a chemical called synthetic marijuana. This is often called by the street name Spice or K2. And in some states, this is actually legal. You can buy it at a gas station on their counter. Most states are trying to make this illegal because it causes really severe clinical signs, very similar signs of agitation, tremoring, a racing heart rate, a high blood pressure, or in rare cases, severe sedation or coma. So hopefully none of your kids have those products in their backpack. But again, these are really common top poisons. Again, xylitol gum, grapes and raisins, macadamia nuts, onions, or moldy food, super rare. Cold packs used to keep food cold, ADD or ADHD prescription medication, albuterol inhalers, over-the-counter medications such as NSAIDs or Tylenol, and rarely illicit drugs. Keep in mind, dogs are really good at unzipping backpacks and helping themselves into lunchboxes. After a long day of school, again, most kids are going to dump their backpack or their lunchbox on the floor when they get home. And this is going to be really attractive to your dogs. So the safest thing you can do is make sure you hang up that backpack, put that lunchbox immediately on an elevated counter out of reach of your pet. When in doubt, Make sure you discard any leftover food as soon as your child returns home and make sure you're pet proofing appropriately. When in doubt, contact your vet, your ER vet, or the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center for life-saving advice. And hopefully with all those tips, you'll be able to keep your dog and cat safe as we prepare to bring our kids back to school. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, but we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.